This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk now, though, about the carnage on the stock markets uh, continuing. Just taking a look right now at the uh, TSX, which you may have heard was uh, trading frozen after some kind of technical glitch on the Toronto Stock Exchange. That's weird. Uh, one, but they're down by my screen here in the tsx.com website, down 324 points, uh, 1.9% down. The Dow Jones, this is brutal, down 848 points. Wow, like, like a 3% drop. And this is like the fourth day in a row of stock market losses on the Dow. Of course, a lot of it is connected to worries and concerns about the coronavirus outbreak and really panicked a lot of people, especially after the governor of California announced that the state there was monitoring 8,400 potential, potential cases of coronavirus. After he said that, stock market started taking a pounding here. Let's check in with Jeffrey Sandler now. He's a portfolio strategist with Linton Wealth Management at Raymond James. Hey, Jeffrey. Hi. Thanks a lot for coming on. Are, mind, is this correct? What is the, what is the TSX right now? Are they down 324 points? They uh, ceased trading. They closed the exchange for the day after kind of doing a hands-thrown-up-in-the-air gesture by, uh, by email to us. I mean, I, I've been getting notes from our head of trading uh, pretty much every 30 minutes all morning and then this afternoon saying there's been a problem and it's showing down 324 but let's say it would be down more like six or seven hundred if it was actually functional wow wow okay so have you ever heard of that before a technical glitch trading 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 yeah it's it's very rare now because uh most of the exchanges have uh upgraded to systems that can handle extraordinary volumes and extraordinary moves which is what we're getting this week uh, the TSX obviously had a major system malfunction for this to uh, happen. I don't know what it is. I'd be speculating. I have no idea. But there are yeah. so many computers tied into that network that it could be any one of a number of things. Okay, what about the Dow Jones? What's going on here? The Dow is just getting slaughtered here again. Yeah, I think we should just put the – it is. It's down uh, enormously. It'll be 900 points while we're talking. In fact, oh. between the time you ran your update at the bottom of the hour and the time you came on, it dropped another you know, 60 or 80 points. So the, the damage measures about 10% top to bottom. So in a wow. week, the S&P 500, which is the kind of benchmark for the 500 long, largest companies traded publicly in the U.S., is 10%. That's $1.5 trillion of wealth that's been evaporated in about four trading sessions. Uh, Canada's TSX off almost exactly the same percentage, about 10.6 from the 19th of the month. And uh, I'm kind of surprised that one isn't a little bit bigger because of the uh, the commodities connected to our index. But but that's what it is. So the 10% drop in less than a week damage headline is the real psychological grabber here. And it's important because we haven't seen it since 2008. Okay. Is it all coronavirus fears? Is that what's driving this? Um, yeah, interesting. That That's, uh, that's a really good question. Uh, the coronavirus is definitely the trigger. Uh, unfortunately, the coronavirus, not unfortunately, naturally, when these things occur, they don't, you know, they don't wait for a good time to show up. They just show up. And when this uh, uh, pandemic, I guess they'll end up calling it that sooner or later, arrived, 
there were already half a dozen problems, so to speak, with forecasts for a rosy future in the economy that were emerging. So the coronavirus, what it's done is it's kind of pulled down the curtain. And we're getting this big reaction in the markets because everything went from rosy, rosy, we're going to go up a few points in gross domestic product, we're going to have a nice uh, growth scenario going on over most of the world too. We may actually see people talking about the recession word uh, soon. Oh boy. Okay. Is that what, you know, is this overreaction? I mean, is it just fear driven uh, trading sell off or are there some underpinning problems in the economy that could trigger like what you said, a recession there? The, the big difference between the 2008 headline selling gap, the 10% and three day drop, which is by the way, markets go down at four to five times at the speed that they go up on a good day. So what you're seeing is really bad. It's not abnormal because the markets were at pretty lofty prices. So we're going to get a correction of 10% or greater, usually more than once a year in the, in the history of the markets. It's always been there. So it, it happens. The coronavirus has triggered it. Underneath all this, there are things like, uh, for instance, Italy. You may have been reading about uh, the Italian. Uh, the Italians have gone through four recessions since 2008. We've gone through none. So the, yeah. the Italian economy was already teetering. Their bond market and their, and their banks are, are already teetering. And now they've reported a major problem with the virus and the slowdown everywhere. And they're a major manufacturer for the European region. Commodity prices, like I mentioned, which points right at us in Vancouver and BC and in Canada. Uh, dependency on, on China exports globally is affected, meaning that the interdependency between all sorts of companies and, and industries and, and, and uh, economies that you can possibly name or think of uh, are all there. So yeah, it's got a snowball effect. It's like a very large boulder in a very tiny pond. It's, it's created a real uh, tsunami of, of economic potential effects. We don't know what they're going to be. Okay, speaking of Jeffrey Sandler, Linton Wealth Management at Raymond James, you just kind of anticipated my next question there, Jeffrey, and that is what does this mean for British Columbia, Alberta, the rest of Canada? Like, bring it home here for us, and what does it mean for us here? That's, that's really important because it, it's, uh, it's acutely focused on us. Let me put it that way. Uh, commodities. Uh, port of Vancouver is the busiest port in Canada, and one of the busiest in the world. Uh, by their own statistics, they handled about $144 million metric tons of goods uh, last year and those goods are going through a whole bunch of nations and destinations going to and from that at the moment are suffering from coronavirus effects on the economy uh, drops in exports drops in imports and in general restrictions on on you know what's going to be going through these ports so that's a big deal and the prices of the commodities that we produce in Canada uh, you've been talking about uh, energy well you know natural gas and coal and things for the last couple hours on your show uh those those prices below 50 dollars a barrel the the oil sands problem uh, in terms of environmental uh, objections will kind of take care of itself because it's not even profitable so uh you know the energy royalties that ottawa has been living on and thriving on for a long time are basically they've disappeared they've, they've been gone nearly two years now and now with this virus creeping in it's not yeah. coming back anytime soon tourism we are enormously dependent on tourism. That's coming to a screeching halt in some places as popular as Venice, where they're reporting completely dead restaurant areas. And then sports and public events. I mean, once once you start getting pandemic language into the media, once the government starts coming out and saying, OK, you should be ready for this, then people start thinking twice about, you know, going to a Canucks yeah. game, about going out for dinner, that sort of thing. So it's going to come home 
you know, in a multitude of ways. But if you combine them all, it could be a serious, you know, downturn in activity for a while. Okay, what should an, an investor do here, Jeffrey, with these gloomy headlines and the, and the news that we're seeing here? I mean, it's, it's RRSP time. A lot of people are making last-minute decisions about maybe investing in an RSP. What do you do? I mean, you buy gold and bury it in your backyard, and what do you do here? That's, 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 that's the best question of all, of course, for uh, you and I to be talking about. I think the answer is, you know, should you be concerned? The answer is yes and no, and I would spell the no, K-N-O-W. Um, oh. your cash, your cash and bond or GIC exposure, your mattress money should always be in an appropriate level for your circumstances. If you're a super nervous person or you're, you know, dependent on a tiny fixed income or whatever it is, you shouldn't be really considering what the stock market's doing because it's probably not your bag. If you're young, determined that anything you invest for your future is going to be left alone for many, many years, then you have to be thinking about aggressive behavior right now about buying things. Um, if you're ethically oriented or environmentally oriented, by the way, since that's also been a major topic today, uh, there are ways to stay in the comfort zone and stay in industries that you want to do business with, but you have to do your homework. Um, for those who are accustomed to being in the market for a protracted period of time, uh, this isn't probably a super new experience for them. And uh, not only that, but they've probably been talked through this type of thing before. So you're... You're probably ahead of the game if you're with the right people or you're, you're ready to do, you know, to rotate into the right things if you get the opportunity to do so. What I mean by that is the selling will get overdone. So we're going to see a psychological reaction that's quite different from the fundamental realities. And you should always keep that in mind. Be wary of the bond market here. The urge is to move right over into risk-free assets and you're doing it at record low interest rates and you could get hurt if you own a lot of bonds. So I would okay. I would just keep keep the powder dry and your bargain list handy and stay cool, but anticipate that we're in a new zone and you might start hearing soon about recession forecasts. And that means you're going to have okay. to hear, you know, about intervention from the central bank, et cetera. Thanks for your expertise. You're very welcome. I, I appreciate it. Jeffrey Sandler, he's a portfolio strategist, Linton Wealth Management at Raymond James.